1: Episode here of the Bread and Circuses podcast. I'm Rooster Crow.
0: Hi, diddly-doo. Do. All
1: right, listen. I'm starting off. Uh, I'm pissed today. Pissed. Pissed. Pissed.
0: Oh, hold on. Get ready for a rooster rant.
1: Now I'm mad. Even I'm even more mad. So uh, I saw this thing in the news that Bernie Sanders, who I'm sorry is a piece of human trash, has a plan to get everybody a fifteen dollar an hour job guaranteed. Of course, it's a government plan because capitalism in the private sector doesn't work. And he wants to create a whole new department to get people a $15 an hour job. We already have a guaranteed $15 an hour job program. It's called show up for work. I said it before. I will say it again. If you can't get a job for 15 bucks an hour, you are not trying or you're like a high school student. You've never worked for anyone before. If you, you can go out and get a job at McDonald's for 12 or 13 bucks an hour. And if you apply yourself, if you show up six months down the road, they will pay you 15 bucks an hour to work there. Don't tell me it's bullshit. Cause it's not, they're dying for help. And generally it's because people don't want to work the shifts that you have to work. You paid that stuff. They want to work Monday through Friday on the day shift at McDonald's. It pays 11 bucks an hour Too fucking bad if you if you apply yourself and work you'll get 15 bucks an hour it may take 6 months or a year but you'll get it and people say you can't raise a family on that you're right shouldn't be shouldn't be raising a family graduate high school get married have your kids
0: yeah but what kind of life is that you're not you know, rolling on yachts. You're not uh, hanging out with uh, shut up. Rap I don't have time. And,
1: I don't have time for your bullshit today but, on something like this. this but I mean, just, I
0: mean, why work so hard at McDonald's when you when you could be on a yacht? You know, um, yeah, at fifteen bucks smoking an hour. blunts and hanging out with uh, rap stars. Yeah, exactly. And and playing hoops and and what else?
1: Uh you're culturally appropriating that dealing
0: now. drugs. Yeah, exactly. You make good money dealing drugs. I mean, why why work? Look, you know, if you don't think. Bernie Sanders
1: is a jackass. You got something wrong with you. The guy is just one of these people who thinks that he is virtuous and good. He doesn't have any idea uh, the downside of government intervention and all this stuff. I can't remember the quote, but it was somewhere. It's something like it's not attributed to anybody, but it's beware the people who um, who intend best for you. You know? If you are a grown-up, you should be afraid of people who say they're going to take care of you. Unless you're a child. Brain bullet. Or an octogenarian, you know, who's in the hospital. You don't need adults to take care of you. And if you need adults to take care of you, get your fucking life together. Come on. I mean, it's just stupid. So, you know, like, in my business, if someone comes to work for me and works hard... They're going to be making close to 15 bucks an hour. It's probably going to take a year because guess what? I need you to show up. I need you to do the job. But this idea that you're going to give everybody a $15 an hour job, the evil of socialism. And I'm not kidding when I use that word socialism and the word evil with it. The evil of socialism is it says, and it's the most insidious, cloying kind of evil there is. It says, I'm going to take care of you and make sure that you okay. Okay. You're okay. I'm going to meet your basic needs. That's all it ever does. It then doesn't allow you to escape it either. No, you're beholden to it. That's where that's where you will stay in mediocrity for the rest of your life. You and, can't achieve anything.
0: And then the only people that have the perks of somebody who who in in the capitalist system would. Have those benefits in person living the good life would be the politicians and the ones that are in charge of deciding how much you get and when you get it.
1: The Bernie Sanders types. Right.
0: They'd be the ones that would they wouldn't probably have a lot of times they don't have the uh, the finances on paper, but they have all the perks. They have all the benefits. They have the homes. They have the guards. They have the, the cars, the transportation that they, they're living the good life because that's because they're the ones in charge.
1: Look, ask yourself this. So a senator or a congressman makes somewhere in the neighborhood of, I think, about $150,000 a year, right? It's not, it's not chump change. It's not huge, but it's, I mean, it's definitely top 1%. Yeah, you could live a good life on that. You're living a great life. But the, I think it's the eight counties around Washington, D.C. are some of the absolute most expensive counties in the country to live in. How does somebody making $150,000 live there? How? It ain't because they make it cheap for them. Somebody's paying for it. And I don't care if it's Democrat, Republican. I don't care who the hell it is. There is no way that these people are living in these six-bedroom, 5,000-square-foot houses on the salary they're making. So either they are already rich people, which is not the case for a lot of them. Um, the question is, why the hell if you've reached that level of affluence in your life Do you want to work in the fucking government? Because it's easy and there are lots of perks and you get to tell people what to do. Yeah. You're a bad person. If you've been in government for 40 years, get the fuck out. You're not doing anybody any good. Hell, if you've been in government for 20 years, get the fuck out. Yeah. I cannot stand these people. And I hate it when people say, well, this person on the left or this person on the right is good, and the person on the other side isn't. They're the same goddamn people. They're useless idiots. All they do is sit there and bicker back and forth. You know what they are? They're professional wrestlers. <laughs> they sit there and they do this whole show about, you know, oh, that guy's a heel and this guy's a hero and that's the, your territory and that's your territory. And and uh, they get on C-SPAN and they bitch each other out and then they all go drink together
0: yeah well i mean you're kind of equating the establishment republicans and democrats basically the same thing right so what you're saying
1: i'm saying anybody who's been there more than 20
0: years uh-huh. well i mean but with this bernie sanders deal i mean um uh there's a Fox a article i'm looking at here which if anybody knows what fox is
1: yeah uh, it's a bastion of true journalism <laughs> if there ever was
0: one yeah said with sarcasm but uh says at least three likely Democratic presidential candidates have now endorsed the idea of offering every American a government job at living wages. First, Senator uh, Kirsten uh, Gillibrand or Gillibrand. Gillibrand. uh, Democrat. Uh, She endorsed it. uh, What are the chances? In in an interview. Then her Senate colleague, Cory Booker, Democrat. Yep. From New Jersey. Now, Bernie Sanders, independent.
1: Yeah. Do you know why he's an Independent. I hate that when people say he's independent. Yeah, I know. He caucuses with the Democrats.
0: Yeah, he's a Democrat.
1: For people who don't know, the reason he is an independent is because in Vermont, you have to be an independent. Yeah. So the other senator from Vermont is also an independent. It's bullshit.
0: Well, but what, what I'm saying is you're right. The, the establishment Republicans and, and the, um, anybody that's been in there for 20 years or more, they're all... Um, part of the same um stinky cheese but the democrats are pushing the hardest right now for this kind of bullshit this this pure socialism but you know why because the demographics that they're they're mostly attuned to are the young uh, college students that are basically brainwashed into thinking socialism is the way to go
1: well and i'm not saying the left or the right doesn't have their problems they have their problems too but this is shitty stuff this is evil socialism is evil it doesn't get anybody anywhere it takes care of your basic needs it says i'm going to make it so you're comfortable and that's all you'll ever achieve that's it that's all you get you never get to be beyond something else and some people say fine that's all i want is my basic needs met. cool that's great but you limit everybody else
0: well every and innovation um um, in medical fields, life life saving um, um, medical innovations, uh, technological jumps, all that stuff is going to be stifled by this kind of shit.
1: What absolutely is. I mean, these so- socialist countries, like, well, take the Scandinavia- Scandinavian countries. Venezuela. Yeah. Oh god,
0: fuck. People are fleeing in mass from Venezuela because they can't because find of the socialism.
1: fucking toilet paper. Right. They're shooting dogs and eating yeah. them.
0: I mean, oh, this is really happening right now.
1: Yeah, it's not pretend. It's happening. But uh, who's the guy? Tim Pool. You can check Tim Poole's stuff on, yeah, he's very, uh, on he's, Norway and yeah. Sweden and all that yep. shit. He's good. Yeah, but and he, I think he's reasonably placed in the middle. I don't think He he's considers
0: a, himself actually left to center.
1: Okay, well, more
0: power to him. Because... Mm. He, he, tr- he tries to be um, even-handed and he tries to give the truth. But
1: like it him. gives him even more credibility, the right. fact that he's yep. saying he's from the left. But this this idea... That uh, socialism is great and look how it works in Scandinavian countries. If you have a company and you start a business, the only way you ever, because their taxes there are, I mean, they're just crippling, is to sell it to a capitalist country. You sell it from yeah. someone from the United States or Europe or something like that. So, like the guy who did Minecraft did that, you know cashed out and did it more power to them but you're not going to build multi-generational companies and yes i know there are a couple in those countries that stay there forever without some government assistance or government involvement it's just it's stupid and you know the other thing is uh you can look it up i can't remember the name of the college right now but bernie sanders wife was the president of a college in vermont that has since closed because she fucked it up thinking she was this brilliant venture capitalist they had some, uh, I think it's in all of the the Catholic sell-off trying to handle their bankruptcy stuff from all those child abuse things. Mm-hmm. Her college picked up like 90 acres of land from one of these churches thinking, yeah, well, we'll have it and we'll have all this land. It's What the hell is a college doing investing in land? How about you educate your kids right. instead? So they did that, bottom drops out of the real estate market, The college can't pay for it. The college closed. It closed because she thought she was brilliant. You know, she's terrible at that. I don't want to hear. I do not want to hear from goddamn socialists about how to fix capitalism because they're full of shit. Capitalism has saved more poor people than any other system ever.
0: And when they say if I mean, when they say they're going to fix it or, or that's not what they mean. They mean destroy it. Well, there was the... That's all there is to it. There was the woman... I can't remember what there are some. There are some that will admit it, that they want to destroy capitalism. But there's some that say, well, we just... There's the things about capitalism we need... I consider... Like Hillary Clinton. Did, she, did you hear? She just said one of the reasons she lost the election is because she out out and out said she's a capitalist.
1: Oh, God. When?
0: Uh, when did that ever happen? A couple days ago, she said uh, they, they go... Um, you know, no, when did
1: she ever say she was a capitalist? Uh, there was a
0: – she was pinned down because people were saying that she was spouting socialism or whatever. And I think – was it a debate? I don't even – Trump might have even cornered her. See, what
1: her. I remember her saying was she was like, uh, yeah, Denmark is great, but we're not Denmark. And that was enough for people to just be like, "Oh, no!" She just
0: had an interview where one of the because she's you know she's on that tour to say uh, how how it wasn't her fault she lost and all the reasons why it wasn't her fault. Well, the newest reason is that she said at in either a debate or an interview, I can't remember which one, that she said she was a capitalist and she she goes, "Yeah, that 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 might have cost me the election there." No, that's another excuse for her. Yeah, it was Jim Comey, but she's basically admitting there though that the Democrats are are uh, they're. Trying to get the vote of people that don't believe in capitalism, they want the socialists. That I mean, and the fact that she says, "Well, the fact that I said as was a capitalist, you know, that c- might have cost me, uh, cost me the vote because that kept the um, the Democratic people in the Democratic Party from voting for me." Well, it's because because they don't like capitalists because they're socialists. Are they believing socialism? That's fucked up.
1: Look, there, I'm not going to deny there are some people who didn't vote for her because they think she's a capitalist. I'm not going to deny there's people who didn't vote for her because she's a woman. Was it a large amount of people? No. The reason she lost is she's a miserable, shrieking shrew. She is a terrible human being. She's unlikable. And everybody knows it.
0: <laughs> she's also a confirmed testicle gargler. <laughs> nice. Still and, have that
1: creative swearing book. And a nipple sandwich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is from our creative cursing book, by the way. So.
1: And whose, whose book is that?
0: Uh, who, who published wrote that? it? Got to
1: give him some credit. Who yeah, it? I
0: suppose. Uh, it's a humor book from Running Press. It doesn't say who wrote it.
1: So it is funny. Hours and hours of great fun with that. But back to hating this miserable human being, uh, <laughs> Bernie Sanders. I, I just again, what the hell is he doing in Congress? You know? Yeah. Or the Senate? Yeah. Well, he just has get no, the hell out he of there. He has no
0: business being anywhere near that. Uh, government but he has
1: nothing useful to add all they're all they're doing is trying to stay in their position
0: let me read you this this um, quote here from this vox article uh who wrote this I give him credit here uh dylan matthews so dylan at vox.com so he wrote um uh, <clears throat> polling suggests that large majorities of americans like the idea um some of the disagreements about the plan what plan yeah, uh, come down to deep questions of values and goals. When critics like Brian Reidel, no idea, the campaign economist for the presidential campaigns of Mitt Romney and Marco Rubio, fret, and they've got that like highlighted, that offering everyone a good job will lead to quote pressure to introduce a higher wage or certain benefits that the private sector doesn't offer unquote proponents say yeah it will that's exactly the point. I mean, the, the 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 thought process behind that is just it's pie in the sky, complete gibberish.
1: Well, people don't understand how economics works. They well, have no I idea.
0: idea. I, I am no fucking math brain. You know this, yeah, I know. And and I'm I, I mean, when people start spouting uh, economics, I'm like, yeah, I zone out. I, I get glassy eyed. But I mean, even I can, and then you call me, yeah. But even yeah, even I can understand a bad idea. And this is a bad idea.
1: Look, there's only so much money a business has. And people say, well, the owners have to take less money then. All right, fine. Some owners are going to decide they want to do that. Some of them are going to say, fuck it, and punch out of their business. And then where are you? Where are you? You know? It's just stupid. And I hate this idea that $15 an hour is a good job. It's not a good job. You should be trying to get a better job. But this idea that they're going to say, Oh, well, the government's going to pay for training. You don't need fucking training in a $12.5 to $15 an hour no. job. You're flipping burgers. You're picking up trash. I mean, all of these if things. If you have
0: an IQ of, of, of what? 100. Well, if you have an IQ of above 85, you can, you'll learn a job that is repetitive after a certain amount of time. So give them a good month as long as they've got good work ethic. And stick to itiveness. <laughs> they they will uh, do the job well. I mean, they might take a while to learn it, but they'll do it well. And then and then you know that that's the that's the job that person's going to be stuck with. If you guarantee them a job at fifteen twenty dollars an hour, because that's the next thing. You know what? is not going to be enough eventually, because you know the the eventually the the inflation and everything's going to make it so that that's not enough anymore. It's got to be twenty. It's got to be twenty five. What's what's the limit? So you give that person a twenty five dollar an hour job. For doing something that really is only worth $10 an hour? What it's, does that do to the economy?
1: It's not working in the places they've installed how, how the $15 does the economy? An hour.
0: How does the economy benefit from something like that?
1: Yeah, it's not working in the places they've done it. It's not
0: working. Well, was, wasn't there a guy that had a, um, a tech company or something where he said he was going to earn?
1: It wasn't really a tech company. Um, this guy in Seattle, he read some stupid article that said um, people who make seventy more than $75,000 are very content that all of a sudden the percentage of people who are very content with their lives went up. So he said, okay, cool. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay everybody 75,000 bucks, including himself. Well, suddenly he couldn't pay for his house. So he was, <laughs> he sold his house and was renting a room out of it. Hmm. Um, there were people who worked for him for a long time who were saying, I don't care that about what I'm making, it's that this person over here that is brand new is making the same thing I am. Yeah,
0: doesn't doesn't so have, have the experience. Doesn't have. They the, left, you know. and
1: it was it was some sort of company that like I, I think it checked credit backgrounds or something something like that. So it was it used technology, but it wasn't really like they weren't okay. making motherboards and stuff like
0: that. But it was um, a phenomenal failure.
1: It, yeah, absolutely, it was. And he owned I think uh, two thirds of the company. His brother owned a third of it. His brother sued him, going. You you basically made this stupid decision and devalued the whole company, and I'm out all this money.
0: That was brought to you by Leinenkugel's Kugel's summer shandy.
1: Yeah, it was uh, sorry it was about that. Quite a good burp. So, but it, it's just stupid, and I don't want to hear it from these people who don't get it. I don't want to hear this fucking democratic socialism stuff. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. And there's, you know, we talked about this before. There's no crony capitalism. There's capitalism and there's fucked up bullshit that isn't capitalism that people say is capitalism. It's, this is stupid. You don't need training in these jobs. You know what you need in these jobs? Show up. Half of success in life is showing okay, so, up.
0: Okay, so how how do you get that to happen? You don't want, obviously you don't want the government to do it or to try to force people to to get work ethic. How do you? How do you do it? I think it's it's social. It's like... Uh, um, you, say,
1: you say the government's not going to help you do it yourself. That's how you do it. You know, Adam Carolla had this thing. He said, what happened if tomorrow all of the welfare disappeared? What if it was just gone tomorrow? He goes, yeah, some people would be like in a tough spot, but they wouldn't starve. Some of them would go get jobs.
0: Yeah. Well, there was uh, Andrew Breitbart said uh oh he's evil like, politics is downstream of culture yeah you can't so
1: you, you can't bring him up
0: you can't do anything you can't make a, a lasting or a significant change in society without without making a change in culture first
1: you know last time we did this you talked about how the uh the black uh people on twitter questioning the left was going to snowball now you bring up andrew Breitbart. next time are you just going to start you know saying see Kyle i mean are you going to
0: Disavow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My point is, it's it, you bring up Andrew Breitbart and people just go, "Oh, forget it." You know, we're done. I'm not talking to Damn. you. It's what? just, it's stupid that people do that. He, he's got good points, but it's look, Bernie Sanders is a fucking moron. He's a, he's probably a smart guy. He has to be to have gotten where he is. Oh, they're smart morons. I'm not like saying that. he's not intelligent. I'm saying when it comes to how the world works, he's an idiot. And if you – look, people will say to me, look, it's not as simple as you're saying. You don't just find a job and show up and it works. I say, okay, tell you what, try it. Try it for six months to a year. Try it. One job, do that, show up every day that they tell you to show up, do everything they ask you to do, and at six months to a year, ask for a raise. You'll get
0: one. Do you know the problem with that is, is that a lot of people – and a lot of younger people that have been in the welfare system for generations now, they they see that they've got that. Um, they don't have any motivation to get a job for, you know, whatever, $10 an hour, when all they have to do is um, have a kid out of wedlock, um, go get, you know, government programs. And uh, the government programs are basically better and they don't do anything for it. They don't have to work.
1: Well, and I'm I'm not just going to sit here and say everybody on welfare is
0: lazy. No, no, but but no, that's not it though. I don't think they're lazy. It just doesn't make sense because generation after generation, three generations in, and you see that that's basically how how making money works for you. And yeah. and, and everybody around you and you're like they're like And they're the ones that are telling you, this is how you do it. This is how you cheat the system. This is how you, you know, everything, they'll do everything for you. You're, you know, you know, most of it's fraud. You know, it's like, not most, I shouldn't say most, but there's a lot of fraud. There's a lot of cheating the system. There's all kinds of shit going on and it's been going on and they've got it down to an art form and they're like, um, we're going to do that. That's how you make your money. This, this whole flipping burgers, you know, it's not worth it.
1: Well, and some of the people who so are... not about
0: being lazy. It's about them seeing the cost benefits.
1: Some of the people in those departments are perpetuating those programs because that's how they get paid. That's how they, yeah. you know, that's how they get a living is if you got rid of those things and you didn't have these programs, those people would be
0: out of jobs too. That's why you need to fundamental, fundamentally kind of change it. Um, and it's kind of happening a little bit. I mean, there's here and there you see that where they're shutting down some of these programs but the, the stink that the left is going to bring up and the Democrats bring up is it's, – it's, it's hard to stop it.
1: I feel legitimately bad for people who are the uh, – I don't even know if this is a technical term, but for lack of a better term, I'll use working poor. You know, they can't, they can't seem to get you know, enough sort of escape velocity to get out of that. But there are a lot of people who when you're starting out working you know, 40 or 50 hours a week for a company – you make more money not working. How do you make a case to those people that they should take a 10 or 11 or $12 an hour job and work those hours? When if you don't, you make more money. Yeah. I sympathize for those people or with those people. We got to get rid of that fucking system. Yeah.
0: The incentive it's I'm not saying they're lazy. I'm just saying the incentive, it's not there for them. So if you have that parachute or you have that, what the the fall back on the government why would you why would you try hard I, 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 people say well because, because
1: they, they love their children
0: uh, okay yeah
1: and and we hate kids right. if you're opposed to that you hate kids i those are those are the arguments you get that's that's what they shout you down with you're you're racist you're sexist you hate children you know you're a terrible person it's it's stupid but anyway bernie sanders is an idiot that's all i'm going to say Perfect. but here's the other thing that pissed me off um, I have never heard of this. I don't even know if this is a blog or what. The Stranger, you heard of it? No. So they wrote this article about Jordan Peterson, which is the stupidest article and I've read in a C-
0: long time. A uh, Canadian, uh, psychologist, yeah. sociologist. Yeah, right. No psychologist. Psychologist, right? Clinical
1: psychologist.
0: That yeah that that he's exploding pop- popularity. Yeah, and-, and
1: they keep saying he's an alt right Nazi, and he's if you're if you spend a half an hour reading what he writes, it's just Yeah, you can't believe that. So, Jordan B. Peterson appeals to lonely men on the internet. This is by some piece of shit named Rich Rich Smith with The Stranger. Jordan B. Peterson, and I'll explain why I say piece of shit in a minute. Jordan B. Peterson appeals to the lonely men on the internet who feel alienated by the progress of women and minorities, and they make plenty of money doing it. Oh,
0: my God, right there, that first fucking line.
1: Again, read what Jordan Peterson's done in his life. University of Toronto psychology professor has made a name for himself by posting lectures and self-help videos on YouTube with titles like identity politics and the marxist lie of white privilege because it is a, f- a freaking lie slaying the dragon within us I don't even know why that's I don't even know, that article doesn't even tell me what that that video is he currently boasts over 1 million sus- subscribers and he's been earning approximately $60,000 per month on Patreon for the last few months new york times columnist david brooks thinks tyler cohen has a point when he calls peterson the most influential public intellectual in the western world right now uh this summer peterson is touring around the world with this best-selling new book only his second book in almost 20 years how many has this fucker written i don't know but i bet you it's not two uh called 12 rules for life an antidote to chaos in the book and in his YouTube videos, he tw- uses 12 pretty standard common sense pieces of advice, which is the exact point of the book, by the way, mm-hmm. to promote a hyper individualistic worldview full of essential notions about gender, which he supports with bad science and worse philosophy. Oh, for fuck's sake. How about cite what? Cite it. Yeah, that right What's there. The bullshit? That, that's, no. Oh. But that's only beginning of the beginning of your journey. Pause right there. You got to
0: stop. That, that sentence right there was uh, such absolute bullshit, uh, hyper individualistic, whatever. So basically he's saying, um, narcissistic, selfish people, which is exactly the opposite of what he's trying to get people to, 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 he's trying to pay, make people better on an individual level. He's saying you need to take control of your own life, make yourself a better person. And that in turn, his, his view of that is that that will make society and the world better. Uh, and, and yeah. so, so this person is saying exactly opposite of what he's trying to do.
1: The real anecdote to chaos is Peterson's self authoring program, which you can purchase on his website for the low price of thirty bucks, twenty nine ninety. Yeah, he's such an evil capitalist. Each self authorizing program appears to be a personality test based on the Big Five model, followed by a related Guided writing exercises designed to make you meditate on the past, present, future applications of your faults and virtues. I haven't shelled out the thirty dollars to try the test because I've already spent billions of dollars on MFA programs, which basically force you to do the same thing, except there, there's more flowers involved. I kid. I don't. I mostly kid. He Nonsense. doesn't cite what any you know, of this stuff is. Actually, then he
0: admits he hasn't even looked into it. You can it. actually take that test that he's talking about for ten bucks. Uh, it's like a personality test, and then if you want to do more of this stuff, you can add money. But you know what? W- what's wrong with that? You, yeah, you pay colleges money to learn stuff about yeah, yourself but, and about but the world. That's virtuous. Yeah.
1: So in the article, anyway, <laughs> Peterson is basically a weird academic troll and a men's rights activist, and yet he's like those are bad things. And yet he sold out the Moore Theater in Seattle on May 10th, right here in the socialist hellhole of Seattle. In fact, he sold it out so hard. That he's coming back to Seattle in June. That performance is not yet sold out. What are you people doing? Have you seen this guy's videos? Have you heard this guy speak? This writer fucking hasn't. If you haven't, it's worth glossing over his major gripes so that you can know what you're missing. Glossing. Yeah, missing. And uh, yeah, there's the pot calling the kettle black. Or so you can burn your tickets or do anything else instead of uh, that evening instead. If you have, you should seriously reconsider relying on his slippery crispy haired guru for guidance
0: jeez what a fucking asshole
1: personally or peterson really started making bank from his patron in the fall of 2006 when he cooked up the alarmist free speech argument against canada's federal bill c16 which extended protections under the canadian human rights act uh and under the country's hate speech codes for people who face discrimination on the basis of gender identity expression this is the part why i have to urge not snapping my phone I have to fight the there to just snap my phone in half Peterson argued the law wasn't really about protecting transgender people from discrimination it was really about the government forcing citizens to use preferred gender pronouns which amounts to the government telling people what they can and can't say which amounts to the government telling people what they can and can't think which will if you sheeple would just wake the fuck up lead to an Orwellian nightmare society where radical leftists go around genociding people in the goddamn gulags as many 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 people and he does cite that through the hyperlink here people have pointed out c16 does not do what peterson says it does it does exactly what peterson fucking said it does what it does is it punishes people for misgendering someone they love to say oh it's intentionally no it's just if you do it and those people's gender is fluid and it can change from day to day and if you don't acknowledge it By the right right, uh, term that they want you to use on any given day, you can be fined, and if you do it again, possibly thrown in jail. And Peterson was saying what he said, and you can look the video up from his testimony in front of the Canadian Parliament, instead of taking my fucking word for it, he says in there, it's not whether or not we call these people what they want to be called, He says, this is the first time in the Western world you're having compelled speech. In other words, you have to use certain words. He says, we've never had that before, and it is a dangerous slope to go down. But then he goes on to make a brilliant point where he says, if you're saying gender is fluid and it can change at any time, and this is where the whole alt-right Nazi thing doesn't stick, if you just listen. He says, the only defense... That people who are, you know, gay have against the extreme right, the kind of people who believe in shock therapy to fix you because, you know, your sin is being gay. The only defense they have is to say, I was born this way. But now you're making a case, government backed, by the way, that gender is fluid. You take away that argument and you give some really bad people, Jordan Peterson's words, some really bad people the right to do some really bad things. And he's absolutely right. He is fighting for protecting gay people from the from the terrible people who do stuff to him that this, this C-16 basically takes away the only argument they have. It's to say, I was born gay. I didn't just decide to be gay. You know, I am this way. You know, I like women. I like men, whatever. And... The government wants to say no, no, no. Gender's fluid; it can change at any time. And those people go, "Oh, okay, cool." Up to voltage.
0: Yeah, but isn't the argument that gender is not your sex? Is not your um, uh, sexual proclivity? It's it's how you um, how you see yourself, uh, not sexually, but they they have it separate as gender. So you express yourself as uh, male, female. Uh, furrykin dragon bridge (laughs) tree whatever so you're it he she zir zim um they
1: right but peterson's point is that you can be zir one day and zim the next and if you call zir zim on the day zir was zim and zim doesn't like it
0: well also there, 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 there you can you can go to jail there's also that component of just denying objective reality so you're basically—it's basically telling a person to go. You see that bright thing in the sky right there? That's the moon in the middle of the day, you know, like twelve noon, noon high, or, uh, you know, noon high. You're looking at the sun. They go, "That's not the sun. That's the moon." Well, it's the sun. No, it's the moon. No, it's the sun. You're in jail. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're telling you to do right now well, look, to, uh, to deny objective reality.
1: If you haven't read 1984, read it. If you haven't read it in a long time, read it again. It's fucking disturbing and the point where they've got the guy strapped to the chair and they're saying two plus two and he's like it's four no they torture him it's five and the point is they can say we can make it whatever we want we have the power to do that and Peterson is saying no that's not cool you can't do that and you know this this whole thing about idiots like this rich whatever his name is I've never heard of he's never heard of me either. differences I don't fucking care um, it, they don't get it. They just, they see the guy. They don't like what he says. They don't like what they think he represents. Yeah. It is obvious from reading this that the guy hasn't spent any time researching
0: him, oh, maybe no. half hey, an here's hour. Here's the thing. If you spend some time reading or, or watching his videos or reading his books, you, you'd actually learn something and you'd actually go, this guy's not, um, uh, what what did they say? Um, an, an alt-right uh sympathizer or, or icon is that they're calling him.
1: Yeah, he's. They're basically trying to say he's he's a uh, um
0: really, or the hyper hyper individualist, the new, a hyper individualist, that kind of shit.
1: Well, but his point is his he's a a Jungian psychiat, psychiatrist yeah. or psychologist. I I know the difference. I can't remember what he is. Um, but the idea that he's so heavily influenced by Jung, who says, "Look, we are hyper individualists. That's what we are." You know, you do things that you like because it's good for you. If you do things for other people, you know, which appears to be self-sacrificing, you're doing it for yourself because it yeah. makes you feel good. I guess when I say that's
0: bullshit, it's, it's the context of what he's saying when he says that hyper-individualism. He's saying in, in, he's he's equating it to narcissism. To that to that all he all Jordan Peterson is doing is creating um 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 hateful narcissists that don't like the other. And that, that's gonna create this, this society where, where, uh, white men, uh, disaffected white men are gonna go out and they're gonna start beating, beating women and, and start, uh, basically, uh, going after anybody that they feel is, is keeping them, uh, from achieving. But that's not, that's the exact opposite yeah, because of the, what he's fucking
1: doing. The white conservative males are the ones fucking But riding. that's
0: what this guy's attitude, he, he's I like, know. He, he, he thinks that, that, so the end goal of Jordan Peterson is to create, uh, to take all these disaffected, um, um, White men are incels, these involuntary celibates. I just learned that word l- lately because some of these shooters turned out to be incels. Involuntary okay. celibates. Taking these guys, these dif- disaffected guys, and turning them into little stormtroopers for himself so that he can rule the world. It's like, and you know Shut what? the fuck up.
1: There is probably some element of those people that follow him.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. But you can't. The Democratic Party has all kinds of goofs and nut jobs and crazies following them. You can't say, you know, the, the Democrats wouldn't say, well, because of that person follows me, then I'm, you know, I'm a supporter. You know, I'm I'm their figurehead. I guess. No, they wouldn't say that. Same with Jordan Peterson. He's a huge. He's huge. There's going to be a couple goofs and crazies following him. Yeah, that's just you can't. You're not in charge of that. His message though is a good message.
1: Yeah, so. I mean, I, I love his one about don't let your kids do things that will make you not like them. And his point was, if they're doing things that make you not like them, you have to like them. They're your kids. If it's bothering you that much, it bothers everybody else. And you're doing your kids a disservice by allowing them to have that behavior. He's not saying beat the shit out of your kids until they conform and do whatever you want. That's not what he's doing, but it's, it's so this guy is so up his own ass with his ideology that he won't open his writer. eyes right. yeah, to what Peterson is saying. You know, the guy is reasonable. He's well thought out. Hell, he was on Bill Maher. Maher was damn near blowing him on his show.
0: Well, and also when he doesn't have an answer, he doesn't act like some fucking blowhard and like spout nonsense and double speak. He goes, he thinks about it. He goes, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have to think on that some
1: more. And what was that? He was being interviewed somewhere and. Somebody asked him about that. It was, um, it was a free speech thing. And they said, well, should people be allowed to say this? I can't, you were telling me this. Yeah,
0: I can't remember the exact context because I've seen so many of the videos. And it was, all-
1: it was a good gotcha kind of moment. And, and he, he said, I'd have to think about that yeah, one. And,
0: and he, he's, he, he says, I don't have all the answers. But what I'm trying to do is come to a come to a good conclusion or a good answer or something that's helpful for for this person, because if this person is helped by anything and becomes a better person, society as a whole is going to going to benefit. And that's his message.
1: See, in my mind, he passes the Joe Rogan litmus test. You know, if Joe I've I've watched a lot of the Joe Rogan stuff, if Joe Rogan seems to think you're an all right person, Joe Rogan strikes me as someone who's who's smart and he's kind of right down the middle. I mean, he has some stuff like he's a gun owner and he likes to hunt, but he also wants, you know, uh, pot legalized and all that stuff. I mean, he's he's a great example, a great famous example, because I think the world is full of people like this who don't just live on one side of the aisle. And Rogan thinks he's awesome. He's had him on had him on his show a bunch of times. And they had the guy from uh, Evergreen College, uh, I'm, I'm gonna swing and miss on his last name. Weinstein. Yeah, Weinstein, Weinberg, something like that. Weinstein. Yeah, they had him on there and, uh, those two guys were talking together and it was a really interesting, it was a really interesting show. But, well, Peterson's, Peterson's thing, this guy's, you know, talking about how his book is 12, you know, pretty much common sense sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely it is. It's do these 12 easy things and get your shit together. Yeah. And as much as they're common sense, and they really aren't that hard to do, people don't do them.
0: Well, and they say he's he's the uh, de facto leader now of the alt right and the white identitarians and all that. And it's like, you no, know, he's said multiple times on multiple occasion uh, occasions that he he's not he doesn't believe in identitarianism. He doesn't believe in um in in grouping off like that. And, and yeah, he despises it. No, he can't because, stand because, it because because of the individualism. He says you have to work on yourself, not your group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, and, and the alt-right people and the, the white identitarians and black identitarians, whatever, but it's mostly white because he's white. Um, they have a problem with him because of that. And, but they're still there, even though they have a problem with him on that, they're still, it's a univ Some of the, the truths he says are universal to everyone. Doesn't matter what your – are what view you're coming from. You can understand and you can get on board with that.
1: Well, you know, if you watch, if you watch him on, on Mars' show, the panel is all lefties as Mars' show is becoming more and more that way. Now, I do give Marr a little credit. He says he can never get Republicans to come on the show. And he got, uh, who was, um, Anthony, what's his name? He was in Trump's Trump's administration for like 15 days or whatever, and he was out. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he was that, um, he was one of the press corps guys or whatever. He was, I think he's in the position that would have been... Sarah Huckabee Sanders' boss at this point, but Scarmucci, okay. Anthony Scarmucci. Oh, yeah. He that had him on there. Like. And he gave him and he said, Hey, look, he gave him a ton of credit. He said, I give you credit for coming here. He goes, Because to come on my show as a Democrat, you don't have to be brave. He says, Come on here as a Republican. You got to be brave. But so he had Peterson on there and the panel was all leftists. I mean, just all leftists. And, and uh, Peterson brought up this point. They're all talking about you got to get Trump out of there. You got to impeach Trump. And he said, Okay, just just a thought here. If, you know, 50% of the country elected the guy, right? And you run him out of there, don't you kind of piss those people off? What do you do then? If you use if you use the power of government to remove the guy they believe was duly elected, whether he was was or not, don't you run the risk and two of the people on the panel were like, "I don't fucking care." And one of the other guys goes, Well, yeah, but what we should do instead, and I think he was right, was saying we need to start trying to talk to the people we disagree with instead of calling them deplorables and stuff like that.
0: Problem is their ideas are bankrupt and they know it.
1: Yeah, I know, but. All right, look, I got to get on to the next thing that's pissing me
0: off. Uh, What? Avengers. Okay, so hold on a sec. This is going to be. I think, let's, let's call this the unofficial end of this podcast, and then the next section is going to be a bonus section, because we're going to talk about the Avengers uh, uh, Infinity War movie. And we're going to spoil the shit out of yeah, the movie. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers galore. So, right now, we're going to start talking about the Avengers, and it's going to be nothing but spoilers. So, if you didn't see the movie, don't listen to the rest of this, and uh, come back to it when you're done, and you can figure out if you agree with us, or if we're idiots, or whatever. So
1: Or, just keep listening because you love us that much, and it's worth ruining the movie. So, let me just start off by saying I hated this movie.
0: Really. Here's here's the funny thing about this. I didn't know your opinion on the movie yet. And usually we would have seen this movie together and we probably would have talked about it right away afterwards, yeah. but we didn't. What's the last movie we saw together? Should we should we talk about this? This God, is our no. This no. Is our our, no. axi- our accidental no. first date. I'm not <laughs> I'm not talking about that movie. Come on. Just real quick, let's let's get over it.
1: the mountain between us because so, wait, we, wait, both, wait, 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 wait. we both like
0: survivalistic movies and Edra Silva,
1: yeah, a good Idris Elba. actor. So,
0: so we were
1: we were we were at, and Kate Winslet is not hard to look at.
0: We were getting together with some friends, and uh, half of them didn't show up for some reason. So we decided, oh, let's just do something else. Let's go see a movie. And a couple of the other people bailed out because they don't want to see a movie. And we didn't really know. We looked them up, and there's like and our a, other choices, that Jackie Chan, the Jackie Chan the movie, taken version, which I think could have been good. Probably would have been better. But then we saw, oh, this the mountain between us. It's just Ilba. It's a survival movie. Yeah, this plane be crashes yeah. and
1: they got to survive. So, and-
0: so we're heading out and I'm like, oh shit, I don't have my wallet with me. So, so Rooster paid for me, and uh, so we walk in. Rooster got my ticket for me. We go and we sit down and we start the movie. And it's like, it eh, starts out pretty good. Yeah. And I you mean, know the what? Plane this, crashes. The seating is comfortable. It's it's like those leather plush chairs with the reclining Now you're making seats. it weird. Kind of like kind of like if you put the arm up between, it's like a love seat.
1: You're not gonna do something about you're not gonna make up shit like our hands accidentally touched or something. <laughs> so we're watching this movie
0: and uh we get about a third of the way in and we We're re-
1: not sitting there with like two straws and one drink or anything. <laughs> we
0: realize that you know that there's a this is a love scene, okay. There's
1: uh, a lot of sexual tension in between uh, the two of them.
0: And, and uh uh she dies like three times <laughs> and he revives her because he's a doctor. Yeah. And uh he revives her three times, and then they make sweet, sweet love like three times.
1: <laughs> and as like soon as they, as soon as they did that, they're like arguing, and then they just start making out. And I said, "Un fucking believable!" And I got up and walked to the yeah, bathroom.
0: During, during the, the, penult, uh, the, the the penultimate, penultimate love scene, he couldn't. Uh, Rooster could not handle it, so he got up and left. And he comes back, and we sit through the rest of it. And the lights come on. There wasn't many people in there either. It was kind of a sparse theater. The lights come on and I just I was getting, just laugh at my ass. I go, we just had our first date. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid movie. Yeah. So, but long story short, that was the night I learned that Rooster is a power bottom. So, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, stop. All right, on to the movie review.
1: Um, I hated that movie. I did. Mm-hmm. There were good parts in it. I I have not seen the Doctor Strange movie, and after seeing oh this, God. I want to see the Doctor okay, Strange movie. good,
0: because, yeah, because of the effects, and he's really good as Doctor Strange, uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I, I never
1: read any Doctor Strange comics as a kid, because they never interested me.
0: Yeah. I just, I, I... I didn't either, but I he, I he was in other comics I read.
1: Yeah, I just, he never really appealed to me. He just looked too weird and all magical and stuff, and I... I didn't like that. I liked Captain America and Thing and yeah. all that stuff, but um, his little scene with uh, Robert Downey Jr. when when they have their little exchange about. Uh, well, they he says, bo- "I swore to protect the Time Stone," and and uh, Tony Stark goes, "Yeah, well, I swore off dairy." And then, you know, uh, Ben and Jerry's comes out with a a flavor named after me and. Uh, Doctor Strange jumps in and goes, "Yeah, Stark raving Hazelnut. It's a little chalky. I mean, that writing <laughs> well, is great. And they're
0: two, they're two brilliant men that have huge egos, and so they're both a lot alike, and so they're obviously going to dislike each other.
1: <laughs> Unlike everybody else in the world who works for you, I won't tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. I mean,
0: no, they, their interaction was fantastic, and." The special effects for his powers for for his magic is is the best I mean it's so cool every spell he does has kind of a different looking component to it and it's just done so well like the little teleport ring he does yeah that just looks so cool and then um there's there's just so they just do the effects so well and yeah his cape is cool on. his little uh, uh, sentient cape is cool too and so. Hulk getting his ass kicked by Thanos was a great scene I liked I like okay I liked I, I here's the thing you hated the movie I liked it a lot I I didn't, I, I I wanted to slow its roll a little bit I thought it went a little too fast I thought, don't they have three move three of these movies coming out They seem to like get Thanos seemed to get those gems way too friggin fast, but um, I knew what was going to happen when he got the gems, because I read the comics.
1: Yeah, I, I knew that too
0: But, um, so half the universe gets yeah. obliterated in the snap of his fingers um, But it was kind of interesting to see which ones which ones disappeared, which characters disappeared. But,
1: and Thanos isn't, you know, when they did all the, when they did all the uh, end scenes that he was in of all the other movies, they make him just look like he's just a terrible guy. And this, you saw like a,
0: you know. He doesn't think he's a bad guy.
1: Well, and you could make a case that he's not a bad guy. Yeah. In a sense, you know, if, I mean, if the guy's a true believer. Yeah. um, But in in his, I mean, when he tells why he wants to do this, it absolutely makes sense. But it's it's evil. But anyway, my point was, they did some things very well in the movie. They make Thanos. I've always hated the the classic example of a of an of bad guy. I don't like is the one. Um, I know I've mentioned this before. The colonel in the Patriot. He's just, I mean, he murders Mel Gibson's kids. Like,
0: gleefully evil. Yeah, he's no. just,
1: he's too much of a caricature. There's nothing about him that's redeeming. Yeah. You know, Thanos, you're like, oh, I, I kind of feel for the guy a little bit. I hate him, but I kind of feel for him. So they did a good job of that. The effects were good and all that stuff. I just fucking hated the ending. And you know what pissed me off more than anything in it is, like, every time they can, the heroes can make a decision, they make the wrong decision. Every time it happens, like five yeah, or could, six you times, you could
0: see it coming a mile away that they were going to make the wrong decision. You knew it, like Star Lord. I mean, that was just oh
1: god. And I'm sorry, I ha- I that character can stay dead. Yeah. I loved Chris Pratt as Star Lord in the first Guardians mm-hmm. movie. The second one was okay. He's like he a- was
0: good in this up until that point. I thought mm, he's a spineless pussy in this one. Um, no, he he fought. No, he wasn't a spineless, but he he fought. He he interacted. He did everything he needed to do to try to get. You know, uh, to help fight the good fight.
1: Didn't kill Gamora like you said he would. He no, he
0: tried. He tried. Uh, his his gunshot bubbles.
1: Yeah, after two minutes of dialogue.
0: Yeah. yeah. With the um, guy who
1: has the reality stone.
0: Uh, Mantis, or is that her name? Yeah, she, that was kind of cool that she how they used her to kind of yeah. Like, and uh, and Spider Man um, pulling the glove off. I don't think people think about this, but Spider-Man is really fucking strong. Well, so is Iron Man in the suit. That's true. And between the two of them, they could barely get that off of and
1: him. And Star-Lord isn't a pussy when it comes to physical strength either. Well, he's. And where yeah, the hell was where the hell was Drax during that?
0: He he wasn't he wasn't there. He was in a different wait. No, he was there. You're right. Because he cut Thanos across. The You're right. Where know. the hell was Drax?
1: I mean, yeah, you could probably pick apart shit like that. But so, but the time stone. You know, they say, well, let's take the time stone right to him. That was stupid. You know, I still think that there's, you know, when Doctor Strange looks in and sees 14 million possible futures and he says there's only one that we went in. I think that's why he gave him the stone.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's no other reason he would have. Yeah. Because he knew that was the only outcome that would, any other outcome, even if they would have got that glove off of Thanos, he probably saw something would have happened where Thanos would have got that glove back or, you know, it would have ended up... Whatever. So in the, he's looking at the long game, which is fine. I mean, nothing really. That's the, that's the problem I have with this is that nothing really matters because, you know, when it comes to time travel, anything goes and anything can be made right again. Right. So that's that's kind of like the stakes aren't really that high in a superhero movie. But that's just like the comics. Everybody knows you don't stay dead in comics. So you have to kind of give that a bit of a pass in the movie because it's it's faithful to the, the, the feeling of a comic. Um, but the fight scenes were absolutely amazing. Fight scenes were great. I mean, I was just riveted every time. I mean, the and like Doctor Strange's magic and against that the one of Thanos's um um the uh, wizard dude, the dude that had the uh, the telekinetic ability to move. God, they did that so well. He was just uh, he was cool. He was a good bad guy. I don't
1: think it was telekinetic. I think he was just a magician, and he was. He well, was it seemed like-,
0: like all he did was was use telekinesis, as far as I could tell. The, the skinny guy with the yeah. with their snooty attitude, yeah. the alien. Yeah.
1: I liked the way they beat him. I mean, it was... And the the line they were in it, they're like, you know, you think that's going to stop me? He's like, yeah, but the kid's much better at pop culture references than I am. And they blow him right off the yeah. side of that ship. I mean, that stuff was really good. Yeah, there
0: was a lot of great moments in it. Uh, there were a lot of great I, moments. I, I really disliked the Hulk. I, dis, I Here's the thing. I started to really dislike the Hulk after um during Thor Ragnarok because he just came across just as a goofy doofy petulant kid
1: it kinda like is, he kind of is no he's
0: not he's 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 not supposed to be like a like a doofy kid he's just like like in the first avengers movie where they asked uh bruce banner um you know i can't remember i can't remember what the question was but he goes that's my secret i'm always angry yeah well in the thor ragnarok he was just like i'm just still in yeah, I'm goofy. It just—I didn't get. He just—I started really disliking him at the, in that. And then uh, the Bruce Banner, the Mark Ruffalo. Um, I don't know if it's him playing it this way or if it's the way they wrote it, but he doesn't come across as like a really smart scientist type guy. You
1: yeah, know, he, 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 he doesn't
0: with, come across as like a. In the comics, Bruce he comes Banner's, across as Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Bruce Banner's <laughs> a, a a scientist, and he's kind of nerdy, and he's he's got repressed rage because of his inadequacies in dealing with people and life and women. And that's the Hulk coming out, you know, the Alpha coming out. And Mark Ruffalo is not anything like that, like Bruce Banner should be. So, that, And then in this movie, it was really, really noticeable that he wasn't Bruce Banner. He was, like you said, Mark Ruffalo. But the Hulk was annoying, too. He got his ass handed to him by Thanos right away in the movie, which was interesting. And then.
1: Well, he's kicking Thanos' ass for about 30 seconds there.
0: And then he. But he got his ass handed to him. Right? Thanos was playing with him. And then uh, he realized that if I. Here's the impression I get. Bruce Banner kept wanting the Hulk to come out, and the Hulk wouldn't do it. No, I won't do it. Yeah. And, and I think it's because he was humiliated by Thanos. He had never lost like that before, and uh and he didn't want to come out and get beaten again. And that's kind of a pathetic, hero. I mean, if anybody thinks Hulk's cool, uh, I I af- after this movie, I definitely don't. Yeah. I, I mean, of. it used to be like, oh shit, Hulk's here. Oh, everybody, <laughs> get the popcorn out. Hulk's gonna fuck shit up. And now you're like, what a pathetic loser. Maybe that's the intention, though. Maybe maybe they're gonna get like a uh, in the next movie or the movie after that. Maybe he's gonna get his you know his moment where he becomes something more. And maybe you're like, okay, finally the Hulk's back. The Hulk is the Hulk. He's he's unstoppable. And he, you know, but now he's pathetic. That's what I didn't like. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Thor was. I thought Thor was was great. I thought when Thor finally got his hammer made and he went and just started fucking shit up, just like in his movie when he started using electrical powers in the movie, that looked awesome and it was just like this kind of moment where you're like, yeah.
1: Well, Ragnarok. It. I mean, it made Thor way more powerful. Oh, than yeah. Thor had Ever been?
0: Yeah. Thor is like. See, Thor now is kind of like what people were thinking the Hulk was. Like when the Hulk shows up, oh shit, it's over. The Hulk. The Hulk. We have a Hulk. The Hulk's here. Now Thor is is that I think.
1: Well, Thor's really the only one who ever beat. Hulk up,
0: yeah. And he, well, in his movie, he actually won that. If he if it weren't for intervention from uh, Game Master, he would have. Well, the uh, first Thor,
1: Avengers movie, he beat he beat Hulk up.
0: I don't remember that. I thought Thor. I thought Hulk. No, they
1: fought on the carrier.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, remember. Yeah. All right. And
1: he, I mean, it was to the. It's point been a while. Where, I have to watch those again. Yeah, it was even to the point where you know they stop that big you know monster together, and they're standing there on top of it, and then Hulk hits him like you know, hey, that's for. That's for beating yeah. me up before, but yeah, no, I
0: I, uh, know. I liked Spider Man. I liked I like I like the actor. I like the kid playing Spider Man. It's good.
1: Yeah, I think he's great. And they- uh,
0: I actually like even like the iron Iron Spider armor with the uh, with the little legs that come out of it. I think it's neat. I think it's cool.
1: Yeah, his his uh, suit's a little over the top. I but- thought
0: the the one of the cooler parts of it that well, in his own movie Homecoming, the whole different web combinations. I didn't like that. Like the different types of whatever. yeah, I didn't like that, but um, but but in this one, those little spider legs coming out of it, there was one scene where he uses those to blunt the impact when he grabs the mantis yeah. or whatever, yep, and and he kind of rolls and in the, in the, and they keep him and her from getting taken a blunt. I thought that was really cool how that looked. How it yeah, worked. it was really cool. Um,
1: and you know, the reason they do a good job with him is I've always had a problem with as much. I mean, Spider Man next to Captain America was my favorite. I always felt bad for Spider-Man because if you look at like the, you know, Captain America's got Captain America's got Red Skull and all those enemies. But if you look at Spider-Man's enemies, and keep in mind that he's a 15 or 16-year-old kid, man, those enemies he's got are just... He has a bigger crew to beat consistently than anybody else ever does, you know, with yeah. all of those bad guys he has to fight. But Tom Holland... I mean, he plays a great 15-year-old kid who feels totally overwhelmed, and the scene where it really brought it home for me in his Spider-Man movie was, you know, he's talking to the suit about the girl he likes, and they make it seem like he's gone on forever, and they say, how long long have I been here? They said, "Uh, 15 minutes, you know, kind of thing, and I I just think he's – I think he's a great actor. I like the situations they put him in because that's really true to Spider-Man, but – I don't know. I just... I didn't so like... The fact you know,
0: that they that they erased him, that was pretty sad.
1: I didn't like... Especially the way he went out.
0: I know. It was like... You know, the,
1: I don't want to go oh, kind man. of thing. And for me, that was uh, that that um, Stark-Parker relationship is very parental. Yep. And I mean, I'm sitting there with my two kids, my yep. two boys watching that, and I'm just like... Well, oh, that oh, was wow.
0: deliberately meant to be a tear-jerking moment. Right oh, God, there. and it because was. Because none of the other people that faded out... Had that kind of reaction. They just kind of like, oh, look at them. I'm, I'm fading out by. mean <laughs> that was kind of pretty much the end of them. It was so fast they didn't have a reaction. Well, and Scarlet, he, Scarlet Witch looked like she was, like, happy. Yeah. Where where Peter Parker kind of had time to realize what was happening to him. Yeah, it was slow. And, and he, yeah. So. And at
1: first I was like... Is he really going? And then as he's laying there, you kind of see it creeping up his neck. And I'm like.
0: "So, But that was a deliberate reaction, a deliberate method to get a tear out of the audience on that one for sure. Oh, yeah. So nobody else got that kind of treatment.
1: Didn't Drax say something about going to see his wife or something? Didn't he say like his wife's name or something when he. I can't remember. I thought he did that.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, I was surprised that uh, Black Panther went. Disappeared. Yeah. I, I didn't think that would happen. I didn't think that would do that.
1: No, I thought for sure, it, to be honest, I thought when they were showing that scene and he was going to get, what's her name, uh, Denai Guerra's character up off the ground, that she was going to go on. and I was like, thank God, I hate that character.
0: Yeah. I don't mind her, but I, I think he, the fact that he went was kind of interesting. I, I I thought that was, I thought that was a... Let,
1: let me be fair. Here's why I hate the character. It's not the actor. It's... That one review that you saw that they said, oh, she's obviously the best fighter in the MC yeah. No, Captain America's. And this movie proves it. I mean, those... Uh, he didn't
0: have a whole lot to do, though.
1: Yeah, but when he and... Uh, when he and... Um, Bucky? No, not no. Bucky. Uh, Black Widow. Okay. Show up and they're kicking the crap out of those other two. Oh,
0: yeah, that was cool.
1: He wasn't having any problem beating the crap out of them. No. And even when Thanos, and those guys are elite. Even when Thanos like tries to grab him, and he's holding the glove open, and Thanos has a look on his face like, "Wow, yeah, who's this guy? <laughs> that's pretty good," you know. And but again, you know, you go. I talk about the decisions they make. So Scarlet Witch is there with Vision, right, trying to get, you know, Vision the Life Stone out of his head so mm-hmm. he doesn't die, and they can get rid of the stone. And she decides, all right, I'm going to go off off the plan here, and I'm going to go help out there. And yeah. that's exactly the point where that's they come bad, in. Yeah.
0: But that actually made a a kind of a cool scene where she gets in there and does some crazy shit. And Denai Guerrero's character goes, why was she up on the tower the whole time? (laughs) I thought that was pretty good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's good. But I mean, every time they have a chance to make a decision, they make the wrong one.
0: Well, yeah, they they do it to further the plot. I mean.
1: But they just. it, It was like. I think I counted about six. Okay,
0: there, six decisions yeah, they could have made, there, and
1: each time they did it, they fucked it up. Yeah, what Star Lord was
0: the most egregious because he he sh- even being a goof, he should have known better. Um, and and he and he had already kind of he had already kind of um decided that he could he could kill her, you know, when he f- pulled the trigger, and, and that and that it was but only he, after Thanos it would says, be because of Thanos. So. If Thanos, if she died because of Thanos, he already kind of reconciled in his head that that was going to happen or could happen.
1: But it still took Thanos daring him. Yeah, Thanos is like, "Come on, she's asking for Another it." Another thing it. was
0: the whole scene with the Soul Stone with Thanos and Gamora. That was dumb.
1: Well, so Gamora says, "I would rather die than have any than have anyone know where the Soul Stone is because she knows how bad it's going to be." Yeah. But then because they're torturing Nebula, she rolls over on it. I just I don't buy that. Yeah. And then someone pointed out that, you know, Star-Lord got all emotional over Gamora to the point where he fucked up the whole thing, where he had just told Drax, who was like, I'm going to kill Thanos right now, which would have been a bad idea. He's like, we can't get emotional over this stuff.
0: Yeah. I do like that Gamora, when she finally realized that uh, Thanos actually did have, you know, feelings or love, whatever for her, which seemed kind of dumb to me. But anyways, that she did try to kill herself. And then he turned that little knife into bubbles. <laughs> and that was kind of funny. But other than that, the whole scene was kind of dumb, I thought. Her, yeah, I her mean, gloating, her gloating. Oh, you don't have – you just lost. You don't have anything you love. And I, the whole thing, I'm, it's telegraphed. You're like, yeah, it's See, I didn't, I, didn't oh, I, oh, I, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind her I saying, yeah, you're t- stuck. You yeah, don't love anything. If it, if it would have been – if he would have done something clever to, to, like, bypass it, like, skirt the rules. But just to turn around and with a tear in his eye, I go – and she's like, oh, shit. He loves me. I no, didn't like she that.
1: didn't until Red Skull goes, tears aren't for him. Yeah. And she was like, what? But, but you know
0: what I'm saying? I, I just thought that was kind of a, I was cheap, I thought.
1: Well, yeah, I, so, but I mean, there's, they take the, They take the time stone to him. Stupid. Gamora rolls over on where the soul stone is. Stupid. Um, they don't destroy Vision and the life stone. And the many chances they could have had. And people say, well, he has a time stone, he'll just go back and get it. Well, but if he doesn't know where in time to get it, yeah. he can't, the time stone isn't infinite, it doesn't let you go all over the place. And also,
0: I think, they I don't think they really mention this, but I think the abilities that all those gems have, a mortal or whatever he is, it, he can't use them all to their utmost capacity. It's just almost impossible for him. So even like, he just got the things, he's learning how to use them, he doesn't know specifically the, yeah. the 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 limits of the power or you can't control them to their limits. Right. So that that could be an argument. Like you can't go like forward and backward in time forever.
1: Yeah. So uh Scarlet Witch going off the plan. That's another thing. Um I I I can't remember there were two others I thought of too, but it was it was like if any one of those decisions had gone the other direction It doesn't end like it ends. And I just can't buy that you need all of these things to go poorly. Oh, yeah. Thor. Hitting him in the chest instead of the head. Yeah.
0: Or, Or not chopping his hand off.
1: Right. If you had to kill him. What? I mean, that to me was the equivalent of, like, the cop trying to shoot someone in the leg. Yeah. If you know Thanos is this bad, if you saw him choke your brother to death right in front of you, if he tried to pop your head like a zit and all that... Wouldn't you just cut his fucking head off or the Infinity Gauntlet or anything like that? Wouldn't you have done any of that stuff? You know, and instead he puts it in his chest and he has the whole little gloating moment. That's, no.
0: I I, I, I like the movie. I think overall um, it was one of the upper tier. It was one of the top um, Marvel superhero movies. Uh, it had its stupid moments, but uh, can you imagine how hard it is to put something like that together with all the disparate parts, all the disparate people, and to kind of make that work like that? I mean, it, 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 it's got to be a, f- a monumental thing to do to bring that all together and to make it look so good and to make all these little moments that, like you said, like the interaction between Tony and Spider-Man and, and Tony and um, uh, Doctor Strange – and there's all the you know, the other little moments of humor. Um, I thought Thor was really good. And I thought that scene where they bumped into Thor in space and brought him in, and that little kind of thing where he's on the table, where Drax was talking about this is a man, you're a you're a dude, or <laughs> yeah. And then talking about the, how he's like the angel man. Yeah, like he's <laughs> overweight, and he's like, oh, work out. He's yeah. like, you've been letting yourself go. Yeah, he's that, like, I thought that was that whole scene was good. You know, oh, have, I'm not
1: saying it wasn't well written, put together. I just hated the ending. The ending was so bad it ruined the entire but, but fucking movie. If you for think me.
0: about it, though, obviously that's not the end. They, know, you know, they filmed the other one's already filmed the the next one, and you know that these heroes aren't going to stay dead. So I mean, it's just it's, oh, in a way
1: that makes it even dumber. What if
0: this part would have happened halfway through the movie and it would have continued on? I don't know. If the next movie's really good, I mean, it's it's fine. Look,
1: call me, call me stupid and a fanboy and uh you know all that stuff I like when the good guys win
0: well yeah but that but you know ahead of the fact that this isn't the end you know that there's more to come so this is like the ultimate cliffhanger ending I thought it was kind of ham and I mean I knew it was coming because of the comics um but but I also knew that yeah there there's a way past this because it's comics because it's based on comics and nobody stays dead in comics <laughs> so
1: yeah I don't know. Oh. I just, I did not care for it at all. But
0: so if you, if there's, what, what, what was your favorite scene in it then? I mean, there has to be like a really good scene you really liked. Was there like a f- epic fighter? Was there a character interaction that you really liked?
1: Oh, I liked a lot of it. Yeah. But you know, for me, it's like when people talk about art and you say, why is that painting worth $2 million? And they said, because to somebody with $2 million, it really moves them. It really appeals to them. And I see this with the Star Wars movies all the time. People are like, they watch a Star Wars movie and then they go home and rip it all apart. And that's not canon. And that wouldn't happen that way. And I hate it. When I leave that movie, the Star Wars movies, and I'm like, I liked it. And then everybody starts tearing it apart. And I go, yeah, I get it. Yeah, okay. I'm going to suspend my belief there. Or yes, that was stupid. I didn't like that scene. Um, I still kind of enjoy the movie. Maybe it goes from a nine to a seven for me. This movie was, it had really good parts to it, but the ending just dropped it to the bottom, you know? And so
0: here's the thing I liked about the ending since I kind of knew it was going to happen anyway. So it didn't catch me by surprise. The only thing that caught me by surprise was some of the characters disappearing, some of their deaths.
1: Spider-Man doesn't die in the comics,
0: does he? I don't actually, honestly, I don't recall. So I was like kind of waiting to see. I thought for sure either, either Captain America or Tony Stark was going to disappear. I thought for sure one of those two was going to, was going to disappear. So I was surprised that that didn't happen. Um, So, and I was surprised Dr. Strange disappeared. I didn't think that was going to happen either. Yeah. So, I mean, there, that, that was surprising, but I did like the whole thing that Thanos, I, I do like it that Thanos doesn't think he's a bad guy and then he thinks he's doing something for the greater good that nobody else would, would do because they don't have the the wherewithal or whatever to do it, and he's doing it. And then he actually wins, and he does what he says, I and mean, he goes and sits down and watches the sunset and smiles. It's like, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I mean, he thinks he's a good guy.
1: You know who Thanos is? What? Trump.
0: Sure. (laughs) After Trump destroys America, half of America, he's going to sit down and he's going to smile.
1: No, I mean, Thanos believes that the stuff he's doing is right and that he's the only one with the guts to do it. And everybody else is stupid because they don't get it. And the things he's doing, you can disagree with. But in his mind and to an objective observer, you may not agree, but they make some sense. I mean, when he's saying Titan was overpopulated and it couldn't stay like this, he's like, "We got to cut back on the population." And I say we do it randomly, so it, you know, you can't buy your way out of it. It's, it's, you know, it, it doesn't allow for, you know, uh, rich people to survive over poor people. You just look, it's a tough decision. It sucks, and uh, you didn't want to do it because you're a bunch of pansies, and you died because of it. You know, I see that as a very trump-like move i mean trump's mm-hmm. doing stuff the whole thing with north korea i'm not trying to get into politics here but he's doing the thing everybody said was insane and was going to get us all killed and it looks like maybe it worked hey, You see
0: know? uh that they're talking about releasing uh um prisoners before the talks uh so north korea has u.s citizens as prisoners and they're talking about releasing them before the, as, a, as a gesture of good faith before this talks. And then now Japan is going, Hey, they've got some of our people. Can you talk to them about getting those back mm-hmm. for us? Talking to Trump. <laughs> it's like, Holy oh, shit. But I, I mean, I really think Thanos has got a lot in common with Trump. The problem with Thanos' plan is two things. Number one, first thing I thought of is like, yeah, but eventually it's going to happen all over again. They're going to – everybody's going to repopulate and overpopulate and the resources are going to – so eventually down the road, it's going to have to happen again. That's those – Thanos probably thought, yeah, I'll just call him again. I'll do it again. But another thing is why didn't – if he's got all this power well, – Unless then he can, people might learn. If he can just snap his fingers and make half the, the universe disappear, couldn't he snap his fingers and make um, more resources appear? The only uh, thing I'm thinking is that might be impossible maybe there's a limit to the power of the glove like the glove cannot create something out of whole cloth without any matter. so there's a limited supply of, of stuff that you could so all the all the what is it the one that was making crazy shit happen like the, the reality stone The reality stone still has rules yeah so
1: well I mean and it's stupid when you consider how infinite the universe is. I yeah. mean yes, it's finite but relative to us it's infinite. Come on you you couldn't find another planet somewhere but it's a superhero movie i know i just uh it just it was one of those things that rubbed me the wrong way
0: i think if you just if <clears throat> if you look at it like i did and i think knowing what was going to happen kind of probably changed my view if i if i was like blindsided by that ending yeah i think i might be a little upset about that i guess
1: i knew it was going to happen well
0: that's the thing it's it's uh I looked at it for the spectacle that it was. Every fight scene was was really fun to watch. Was amazing. There was something new to see in every one of the scenes, um, the action scenes, and uh, even like the scene with uh, Bucky and Rocket, where Bucky picks up Rocket, records and starts doing that. It was silly, but it was fun to watch. And then when they get done, he goes, "I oh, want. Can I have that gun?" He's like, "No. Can I have the arm? No. Oh, I'll get that arm. <laughs> <laughs> I can get that arm. I thought
1: that was really good. I so, love the one where he's got the eye." And he goes, "Yeah, I beat this guy in cards, and then you won the eye. No, I won a bunch of money off him. I snuck into his room later and took the <laughs> eye." Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I mean, uh, there are so many good moments in it. If you add up all the good moments, I think they very much overpower kind of a the sh- the stupid decisions that led to a kind of a nihilistic ending. Because you know it's not the end.
1: Let me l- let me put this and give you an analogy. All right, let's say. You meet the perfect woman, or in your case, guy, um, that's perfect for you. Trap. (laughs) No. You know, likes the same hobbies you do, loves to do the stuff you do, doesn't mind when you go out with the guys, all that stuff. Everything's great, except, you know, occasionally she likes to sleep with some of your friends.
0: Well, how occasionally? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And which friends? (laughs) There are some that I would not have.
1: Um... I could name a couple. Yeah, and, and I
0: bet you I know what you're thinking, and, and that would be the end of it right there. Yeah. Uh, those friends end often. There's some that I'd be like, you know what? Poor guy. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Throw him a bone. And there's some that are like, absolutely not. I'm not touching. I'm not coming near you with a 10-foot pole after that shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm thinking. Okay.
1: <laughs> my, that's my point. It was, yes, it was. A lot of that stuff was really good. But even knowing that I knew how it was going to end, I just didn't like the way it was done. I didn't like it at all. Hmm. And what I mean by that is it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's not a movie I have any desire to see again.
0: Oh, I can't wait to see it again just because there's yeah. so much that happened. You know Even – okay, the fight scenes were great. It, it, day and night difference between the special – the CGI between Black Panther and this movie. Yeah. Black Panther, I mean, it was so overhyped, it's ridiculous. The more you see um, stuff like this, or the, did you see the preview for Ant-Man, the new Ant-Man? <laughs> looks fantastic. I can't wait to see that, too. Oh,
1: see, I think it looks dumb. Oh, God, I can't it wait to like see that. It looks like the...
0: I love Paul Rudd. Did you see the first Ant- Did you not like the first Ant-Man? I liked
1: the first Ant-Man. Yeah. This one, to me, seemed like it was... The thing that made me realize it is in the previews when they've got the uh, huge poodle Pez dispenser they're dodging. I think... It seemed to me like all this movie is gonna be is I'm gonna miniaturize that and and make that thing
0: huge. So I think they're gonna do different things with it this time. And and also, Maybe they the, will. did you see the bad guy, the the woman that does the phasing or whatever? Uh, she's wearing like a white outfit with like a mask and a and a white hood, and she's got like this weird like jitter phasey thing going on with her because she, I guess it's the PIM technology to shrink also does this like phasing you out of. Out of sync with reality I or whatever. Don't, I don't remember So she actually part. does this stuff where she, like, can go through walls and stuff. And she... Um, it looked really cool. The effect looked really good. And then the scene with Wasp... And I like uh, Evangeline Lily. I really... Mm-hmm. I have the hots for her. Yeah, but me too. anyways, when she's in the car...
1: Except she's crazy.
0: When she, yeah, but, she's... Yeah. She's But when she shows up in the car, like grows, smacks a guy, the guy tries to hit her, she shrinks, smacks the other guy, she grows again, she kicks out the window and comes in the front. Did you see that whole scene? I was like, that is... F-.
1: I think we saw a different preview. Oh, I don't you oh
0: my god, that was... you! If you see that scene, you're going to be like, I got to see this movie. The, you know, the choreography, or, yeah, I don't... It's CGI choreography, but the choreography was, was great for that.
1: Well, it's like that... You know what I think the best fight scene choreography I've seen is? Um, and maybe it was the credits leading into it, was the car fight scene in Deadpool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I mean, it was really <laughs> yeah. well done. Well, this this has flavor of that. This 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 is they use the power her powers well in that. Yeah. Because of the shrinking and the growing and, and there's the acrobatics of it and then there's also she can fly and there's a scene you must it must have been maybe it wasn't maybe I saw this somewhere else, but there's a scene where she Paul Rudd and her are getting ready to fight and she, he goes uh you go low and i'll go high she goes i have i have wings why would i go low and she goes, <laughs> just goes <laughs> yeah. i love that all i the
1: only scene i needed to see and it was funny because my youngest was saying the same thing he kept repeating the scene all the way back from the movie Um, was when he goes she has wings and hank pym goes yeah and blasters and he goes well he must not have had that technology when he made my suit and he goes no, we had it.
0: You know, it's like, I didn't trust you with yeah. it.
1: I That scene was all I needed to see to go, I want to watch that movie. Yeah.
0: But back to my point, uh, um, Black Panther, Every almost every scene that relied on CGI was obviously CGI. And it was kind of almost laughable. Almost. Not quite, but almost. It was too noticeable. and then um, Or muddy, because they were kind of hiding the fact that they didn't do as good a job. So they're doing it at night and making it really hard to follow. Um, there was like one scene where, um, where the CGI would like look cool for like a half a second. You're like, oh, that was a neat little thing. And then it ruined the, you know, the next couple seconds. And you see like the bad CGI again. So, and like the whole fight scene in the daytime at the end when they had the rhinos and all that, that looked really fake. And, you know, so, um, to see that and then to see this and see that they really nailed all the special effects. Um, I mean, that was, that was cool right there. I like that. So, and also I'd like to see it again for, um, the moments of humor. Where they say something, and then the audience and I, everybody laughs, and you know they say something else right away, and you don't hear it. So I want to go back and go, okay, what was that? Like two or three times that happened, you're like, oh, shit, I just missed, like, the next line or the follow-up, like, a subtle kind of follow-up line. So I'd like to see that just for that.
1: You know a movie I can't wait to see, having seen the previews?
0: Deadpool 2? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I don't know anything about cable. I just know that Deadpool is a smartass. But how I like that Cable's so badass, they have to get a whole team together. And uh, I did love the scene where he's where he shoots at him and he cuts the bullet in half. Yeah. And then they show him from like, you know, three feet away going bang, bang, bang. And he's like doing the whole thing. And then you realize he shot him every single time. <laughs> he's like, God, your bullets are really fast. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, mean, I hope they didn't show every funny scene. I mean, I,
1: I, I think it would be hard to show every I funny hope. scene. Although I heard they had to do a bunch of reshoots from it. Yeah, that's fine. So,
0: well, they don't have the same director, so... like
1: that, The test audiences saw it and were like, eh, we don't like that part. Yeah. So. Alright. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the worst movie I've seen. It had really good parts in it. There's some really good character stuff. I hated the ending, and the ending ruined the whole thing hmm. for me.
0: Even knowing that it's not really the ending? I mean, if this was the, the final in end of all makes, the Marvel movies... In a
1: way, that makes it even worse, because it's like... You put people through that and you're just going to bring them back anyway, you know?
0: Yeah, that would probably be my only complaint is that if, if all these people can th- – this is such a huge thing that happened and, and you know they're going to come back, then what really matters anymore at this point? You know, what are the – there's no state, real stakes at this point because it can all be reversed.
1: Now, if there's, a, if there's a number four and they come back and they exact vengeance but all but everybody stays dead, I'll still be like – I still hated that one yeah. but I'm but it built this one so
0: how do you feel I'll about a little the little post credit. credit scene
1: i didn't even know what it was until i googled it
0: yeah it's so it's supposed to be a big fucking deal that uh um captain marvel is showing up and that was what that symbol was so somehow um um what's his name um nick fury nick fury had that little pager that's supposed to page captain marvel Big fucking whoop, and you know what? They're. I hope they don't do this, but if they make her like the fucking stud of the next movie, where she shows up and she's kicking ass, and taking names, and everybody fucking loves her, I'm gonna hate the movie. I'll probably hate it.
1: Well, she is pretty tough. So? I mean, she is.
0: Doesn't matter. She's she's a she's a bit player. She's a a C list character. Yeah. And they okay. They say, well, yeah. So is Guardians of the Galaxy, and they turned out to be really cool. Yeah, but they're not. They're not the ones kicking ass and taking names. They're not the big big hero of the movie and I think they might do that with her because they've been doing it in the comics for a while now trying to make her like the star of the Marvel Universe where you know it's one of those things where they go where they make all the other characters talk about how awesome she is without mm-hmm. showing how awesome she is because everything she does is fucking stupid but she makes bad choices she acts like a bitch and she starts looking more and more manly as the comics go on that's why they, the joke is they call her a uh, Carl Manverse <laughs> Because uh, the the artist keeps making her more and more butch, like less hips, less breasts, less skin exposed, butch haircut, masculine, you know everything.
1: Well, what's the whole thing? And I, I don't want to get too far off topic here. What's the whole thing with Captain America doing the All Hail Hydra thing?
0: Oh, that, I that's a huge thing to get into. I'm not going to get Did into. Did
1: But he didn't really.
0: Yeah, he so, wasn't
1: really a yeah shill for Hydra the whole time.
0: Yes. Yeah, uh, he was because the there's this um, it's the, the one of the one of the gems um, um the Infinity Stones one of those, um, became sentient, and altered reality to the point completely that um, it because it was influenced by um Red Skull or somebody, um so that it changed that one point back in in history. So that Cap was recruited by Hydra back then. So it in in continuity it, it actually happened. He was during every bit of uh, Cap all these books and all these comics, he was secretly a Hydra agent, a Nazi. So it was bullshit. It was stupid. It was it was it a, is stupid. Yeah, it's bad. Everybody every every legitimate comic um, reader, everybody that sought that thought it was bullshit.
1: Do you hear what Stan Lee said about it? What? He goes he goes wow it's risky it's brave he goes i wouldn't have done it yeah. but it's brave
0: so of course they uh, they finally ended it um he ended up getting beat and um they had another alternate reality steve rogers it was who knows i don't know how they fixed it but they they kind of fixed it so that like the good captain america's back again yeah but it was dumb and uh and the writer is a a a fucking shitty writer, too. So, he's basically... He's he's all on board with the SJW messaging, so...
1: Well, you mentioned the Guardians of the Galaxy being a, a C-list kind of characters. The Guardians of the Galaxy that are in the movies didn't exist in the comic books. They weren't together.
0: Star-Lord was different. Uh,
1: yeah. Yondu was not a Reaver or whatever they call him.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Marvel movies do change it.
1: But- yeah, and those... All those characters were never together. I actually by accident as a kid had um those uh the Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one they're in with Captain America when they meet the Avengers. And it's like uh Charlie forty seven is in it and you know, he's the guy who lives on the high um high uh gravity planet and then they have the one guy that's all made out of crystal. Yeah,
0: and- that's well that's the ones that kinda of introduced at the very end, right?
1: no not really well of the second
0: one there there were some characters like stallone's character yeah they show
1: him in there no charlie 47 wasn't in
0: there he's just but a couple of those were like the crystal person was one. the crystal guy
1: was there but he but they weren't they weren't ravagers um sorry i said reverse mixing shows there but they they weren't that Yandu was a good guy Uh, Star Lord was, I don't know.
0: My problem with Captain Marvel right now is that they might pull a Ray on us from, from Star Wars and make her like the, uh, you know, the um, kind of a Mary Sue, they call it. So basically she's just like, she can't do no wrong. She's the greatest thing since sliced bread and she's going to fix it all. And that's what they did with, with Star Wars. And nobody likes Ray because, because of that. She, she's, she's not a real person.
1: I I like Ray. I just don't like that they got away from the original three.
0: Well, most people have the problem is that Ray's kind of a blank slate. She's not really formed. She's just really good at everything, and she's just, you know, it's just meh.
1: Speaking of which, did you see the uh, fight scene um, that somebody pulled out of the movie where it shows she should be dead?
0: No. So she's I never saw the movie. I just saw previews for it, Uh, or reviews of it.
1: You should see the movie, but- there was uh, there's so the, of the
0: guard, the red guard or whatever. Yeah, she's so fighting.
1: they, she and Kylo Ren fight a bunch of them.
0: Yeah, supposedly that was a decent scene.
1: It was a very good scene. You yeah. would like it, except, and I missed this, and pretty much everybody who didn't go through frame by frame missed it. There's one where she's fighting a guy with two, with two swords. He's got like this hooked, the sword that's got like these two hooked blades, or they look like the gherkin knives. So it looks like two opposing facing Gurkha knives with a staff in between. And at one point he takes him apart and he's fighting her with the two things. And he goes to hit her with the right one and she blocks it. He's got the left one and it mysteriously disappears from his hand in editing. And people are like going, she should be dead. He would have stabbed her right through the back. If you find, if you go on YouTube or Google or wherever you want to look, you can say. she should be dead. Find the scene, this is where should be dead, and they'll show you'll see it, and you're like she should have been stabbed right That's through funny. the back, <laughs> so anyway, all right, all right, well, hey, cool, our first bonus scene,
0: all right, well, as usual, where can they contact us? Uh, rooster. email rooster at bread and circuses dot com or crow at bread and dot com
1: there you go, and we're not on Twitter because we don't want to put up with any of that bullshit so
0: we'd be shadow banned anyway
1: yeah no kidding all right so fuck off twitter
0: see ya. bye